If you were given just 24 hours to come up with a concept, a deck, and then present and defend the idea, do you think you could walk away with a global award? Hello, my name's Dan Gold, and on this episode, we are talking to two people who achieved just that. It was for a global charity called One Young World, and they've got a forum of young leaders who all believe and speak up for certain causes. And the brief was that decision makers and governments, they don't take young people seriously. Yeah, they listen to their stories, but no one actually ever acts on anything. Gigi Rice and Elle Bellwood have become the UK's first ever winners of the Cannes Young PR Lions competition. The team from Ireland came in second with the silver award and Taiwan claimed the bronze. Elle and Gigi won the UK heat as freelancers earlier in the year, beating out 60 other teams. And at the global finals, they competed against 24 national winners to be crowned the world's best. Teams had just 24 hours to create a global campaign based on a detailed brief. And today, I had the opportunity to speak to them both. Elle Bellwood and Gigi Rice, thank you for joining us here on Fuse. I am incredibly excited to speak to you. I've just been speaking to someone who's a head of comms last week. It was a global director of this, that and the other. And I'm equally as excited to be speaking to you because if you don't learn from all areas and all levels of our profession, then you're not learning. And I want to know about what you have just done. But before we even go on to the award and recognition itself, I would like to know a little bit about each of you. And Gigi, if we start with you, just tell us, uh, well, I'd almost say the elevator pitch of Gigi, who you are and what you do. Okay. Uh, The elevator pitch of Gigi Rice. So I'm 25, London-based. I'm born partially deaf and I'm a creative, as we said, uh, within PR. Elle and I met about 18 months ago now um, at a kind of traditional advertising school at a very non-traditional school kind of course in Brixton. Uh, We decided that actually that kind of advertising field wasn't for us and that PR had so much more kind of mischief and fun in it. Um, So we actually kind of decided to turn our backs on that and skip off merrily um, into the PR sunset together. Elle, I need your version of this sunset skipping. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm 23. I live in Hertfordshire with my mum and dad still. Um, I'm dyslexic. So yeah, we turned our backs on advertising, went to PR because we really believe there's so much more mischief and fun to have in PR and the way consumers are learning and taking in information from brands is that they want things done rather than said and shown. They want brands to do things that mean things and we want to create work that has loads of purpose behind it and we know it's going to make the world a slightly better place every single day. Action, not words. What really interests me in this change from an advertising space, which is incredibly structured and incredibly researched, incredibly, you know, multi-layer, 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 and lots of testing, 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 where public relations to me is, is it's got that structure to it, but it's far more dynamic and you can really get eyeballs by daring to be different. 
Tell me about the campaign that you worked on together and the recognition that you achieved. Sure. So the first one uh, that we uh, we did in March, we actually entered, uh, we were freelance. We had no work. Like it was a really tough start to the year. We weren't employed um, and we paid up the agency fee ourselves, 500 quid to enter and it was a brief for Chester Zoo, all about the zoo's 90th birthday this summer. And they wanted something that was going to get them splashed across across nationals, you know, like everyone. And we had a, a healthy, hefty budget of one grand, you know. Excellent. Um, and so our idea that we came up with was the zoo, they've got a pub, uh, they did a gin last year. So we thought, let's do a beer. And beer is traditionally fertilised by animal manure. So we thought, well, why not just use the zoos? I'm sure they've got plenty of it going spare. Um, we thought, well, what would produce enough to realistically fertilise, you know, fields and fields of beer? Um, we thought elephants. And we came up with this beer called Get Trunk, uh, which is fertilised by elephants' urine. And we partnered with a local brewery to kind of push through that idea. And so that was campaign number one that uh, really luckily won us the UK round. And L, just just on that, how did from the concept concept and pitching the idea, what was that process like? So, I mean, I think the real insight behind our campaign was, which everyone resonated when we pitched, was that everyone has a drink on their birthday. That was the real insight. Like, what's the best way to say cheers? And we thought that's with a beer. So we pitched this whole kind of storyline of like let's just have a drink to celebrate Chester Zoo but with this whole magical story around it and I think people just got it straight away because it's such a human instinct and we tried to put so much human instinct into our work of like or human insight that yeah that everyone can relate to that um so yeah we you kind of submit the deck first and the judges go through and whistle you down as a short list so we were Think all we wanted to do was be shortlisted so we could kind of celebrate that and get some press and attention ourselves and then we found that we were shortlisted so that we had to present it to a jury present it to a jury and we had to, was it 24 hours we had to wait before we found out the answer gg if we'd run or not i think it was something like that and yeah and then 24 hours later we got this like long email from um pcr prca and they could you normally expect like congratulations you've won at the top there was none of that it was like hidden down in the paragraph below so we hadn't thought we'd won but we'd won it so we were literally over the moon like we hadn't even thought about like the global heat or the global competition we purely did it as like a a stunt on our own to get hired and we did so that it it worked out perfectly for us as this young pr lions competition what was it attracted you to this challenge this opportunity over entering others that are in the marketplace it's can it's the the biggest and the baddest it's the best recognition out there and like we want to be winning the not grown up but the you know the other version uh of can lions and we thought well we've got something to prove here no one's hired us. We're freelancers. We've got something to say about PR and about the fact that, you know, creativity and PR needs to be recognised just as much as kind of creativity and advertising. So let's put our money where our mouths are and just, you know, go for the gold. Just hit the biggest first. If we don't make it, fine. You know, we can build up. We can we can work towards there. Um, but I think we always say to each other, and when we're thinking of entering, you know, 
shoot your shot. You, you, you're definitely not going to win if you don't enter. So you might as well give it a whack. And the worst that's going to happen is you don't win. And then you don't have to tell anyone about it. Just sweep that under the carpet. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> You've made my day. Um, so, so you make it through the first round which is an achievement in itself. And let's not look at it as rounds. It's a big achievement doing, doing the national prize. Mm-hmm. And then there's the letter and you get onto this second part. Um, so the second campaign, take me through that. Shall I explain the brief? Okay. So. Yeah, she's good at this. I'm the wordy. She's visual. So I'm copywriter and LZ art director. And we very much yin and yang in terms of our strengths. Uh, within that so it was for a global charity called one young world and they've got a forum of young leaders who all believe and speak up for certain causes and the brief was that decision makers and governments they don't take young people seriously yeah they listen to their stories but no one actually ever acts on anything so how do we show that these young people are the key actors in the fight against climate change so super kind of nuanced targeted it wasn't a nice you know just raise awareness for heart disease or something like that it was very and I think to be yeah it was really specific yeah and being English and having the brief in English we had an advantage because there were a lot of little things to pick up on um within that so I think we totally commend all the other countries for entering especially not in their first tongue to then understand the brief process it and then come back with a full deck response again in 24 hours and present that all in English I think it's incredible and we're just really lucky that that's our first language yeah yeah really lucky so it comes down to producing the assets for this and L, what what did you put together in terms of bringing the words and the visuals and everything to life so we kind of landed on this idea that we were researching and found out that like CEOs and major leaders in the world, one of their biggest problems is time management. Um, 60% of them, all of them spend 60% of their time in meetings basically and running around between meetings. But then we were also looking at them, we were just like looking at pictures of CEOs and all I could see was just the, their big watches. So we were like, what can we do something around watches and time? and helping their time management and we kind of landed on this idea which was called time for action which was a range of 17 watches partners with Patek Philippe which would be inspired by the young leaders and they would only be able to get purchased with a tangible commitment to helping fight climate change which was all intertwined in the brief as well um, so we came up with that idea and then yeah we had 24 hours we were quite lucky we landed on it quite quickly but we really needed those 24 hours just to make sure every single part of the campaign made sense, made sure the headlines made sense, made sure it visually looked beautiful. Did every single word need to be on the page? Like we went over it and over it and over it. And Gigi gets quite frustrated at me because I don't, I am such a perfectionist and it's every, like I remember Mark Lewis from SCA said, always said every pixel counts and it does like, does every single word need to be on there? Does every single visual need to be on there? So we definitely like to pride ourselves in our presentation skills and our deck skills because it really helps the idea sing if it's presented really clearly and beautifully and it all makes sense. So we literally spent our majority of our time making sure that that was literally flawless and 
whatever questions the judges were going to throw at us, we had an answer to everything. And I really think that's what gave us a big advantage and the edge, really, in the competition. Solid idea, strong creative, getting getting the language right, getting the terminology right. Um, and we landing- practised beforehand. Well, this is exactly yeah. what I'm getting to. You, you must have basically media trained yourself to the mm-hmm. nth degree so that everything was defensible, everything was robust. If they asked out their questions, you could answer it and bring it back to what you needed to speak about. And one of the things that I always say to people that, you know, it was said to me a decade ago uh, was um, don't take anyone out of the moment. And when you say about having a pixel in the wrong place or a word that's not right or something that you don't feel, and it's not always tangible, something doesn't feel right in a, in the phraseology, whatever it is, and it's taking people out of the moment of seeing that presentation, if you can keep them within it, it's just going to make that impact greater before their mind wanders. Because if you lose that room, when it comes to the commercialization of a project, you know, it, it just exacerbates. So I'm mm-hmm. seeing the process. You've you've put together the deck. You've got the presentation. Take me through the room and and the thoroughness of the the uh, challenge of testing your idea. What was that experience like? Sure. So we came in the room. Uh, because it's all virtual, we had a time slot. So Portugal, Spain and Russia were in there with us. We were the third out of the batch of four to go. Listen to their presentations, uh, which were good, had some really interesting kind of creative thoughts within it. Uh, but I think it was just when you've got to that late stage, you kind of have to then forget about all the details and just trust that you've done the work, you've done the process. And now it's time, you know, for the, uh, for the showmanship to come out. It's time for the smiles and, you know, the just really show the passion in your work. And if you can convince them that your idea will work, whether it actually yeah. will in the real world, I think as long as you can convince them, you're fine. Just go with it. You know, you've got one idea, yeah, you've that's got what... five minutes, believe that this is the best thing that has ever graced the earth and they'll hopefully buy along with it. And that's what a lot... And that's what a lot of people said to me that weren't in the industry and watched like, because obviously my dad and mum sent it to everyone and just friends and family. They were like, can't believe how kind of confident and passionate passionate you were about presenting it. And it's like, yeah, like you have to be. Like, if you're not going to absolutely sell it and be like, this is the winning idea, then who's going to believe you? So definitely, I think, I mean, Gigi's so confident and such a good speaker. She's so good at selling an idea that it, it's it that is I think 50% of it you can have a great idea and if you're not selling it well then no one's going to believe in you I completely buy into that and I've been into pitches for a little while and there have been moments where you've just seen a colleague or uh you know if you're co-pitching with another company and someone just mentions or maybe I mean we could or I mean, what do you think? I mean, and and suddenly, no matter what the idea is, if you can't demonstrate that you believe in it and you buy into it yourself, they're not going to. And it's that crack of, okay, suddenly they're taken out of the moment with the presentation mm-hmm. and they're suddenly going, well, it, well, if they don't, 
Why should we? Look, mm-hmm. hey. Um, exactly. Fake it till you make it and Google the answers later. <laughs> there is absolutely an element of that. And mm-hmm. thankfully, Google exists now. Um, I will say this. Uh, congratulations. Huge congratulations. I absolutely believe that this will bring you not only the recognition, but continued success and growth and recognition. And I believe we'll be seeing a lot more of both of you uh, in our uh, trade press and coverage of the ideas and the concepts that you come up with, because it's not just one thing to recognize the project, it's the people. And this demonstrably shows that there is a very bright future for our public relations profession not only in the uk but internationally because from what you're telling me you're liking the ideas that you're seeing from other places and that builds for a strong global uh profession um i'd love for people to have the opportunity to learn more about you both if that is possible uh, generally linkedin or twitter or whatever it may be uh let the people know where they can find out more about you Gigi. Sure. So uh, we have our website, which is super simple, www.lngg.com. And we've also got, luckily enough, the pitch that we won with was recorded. And we've got the video of that on there. Um, we've got all our contact details on there. Um, I mean, I'm pretty active in the Twitterverse as well. So <laughs> feel free to give us a follow. <laughs> give your handle. You need to shout your handle out. I'm at Gigi Rice PR. Yeah. I'm at Bellwood Art, but... I mean, she does. She she does the admin. Yeah. I'll <laughs> screenshot it and send it over to Elle. <laughs> hey, work with whatever process works for you. It's not for anyone else, and I will say this sincerely: it is not ever for anyone else to judge your process, how you work, how you interact with each other, how you need to get information processing, get it out there. You do you. And I tell you what, that will bring success. Uh, Elle and Gigi, thank you so much for joining us here on Fuse. Thanks for having us. It's been wonderful. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Dan. Thank you for listening to this episode of Fuse. Please do subscribe and let colleagues know about our 15-minute marketing, communication and PR podcast.